0: everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. Okay, so my message this morning is called Great Expectations. And um, we are continuing the series called Retrospective. And um, like Kevin said last week, he's giving us his notes from his old messages. And we've got to add into those notes and deliver them to you. And it's actually quite hard to deliver somebody else's message. Um, We got a photograph of his notebook with his handwriting. Wasn't the easiest thing to try and understand. But actually, he has very good handwriting. But... um, My my message is great expectations, and I want to ask you this morning: Have you ever wanted something so badly that you could just scream on the inside? Uh, We, we at the moment are looking for a new car. I could scream on the inside. (laughs) We are looking at the internet. Probably we have been for three months. Joshua is just about tearing his hair out. He wants that new car, but we want that new car, girls. I went into town yesterday. I bought myself a new skirt. But I did go into town, and I saw lots of things I wanted to buy, and I couldn't have it all. And that was quite difficult, but <laughs> I understood what it was to be desperate for something. And I was sitting, and I was thinking about this message the other night, and you know when the World Cup was on? Right, I'm going to get this wrong, because I'm not a football fan, but I'm going to do my best to get it right. Right, just correct me if I'm wrong. Neil, yeah, I know you will. Messi is taking the um, not the penalty, it's free the kick. free kick. <laughs> in my house at that moment that Messi, Messi, it was Messi, wasn't it? When Messi was taking that free kick, everybody was on the edge of their seat. We were all like, oh my goodness, we really, really want him to get that goal. And we love Messi in my house. He's such a good guy. But we watched <laughs> we, He is! He's a great guy. He's a Christian. He's a good man. But we we really like him and we watched that, goal, that ball fly over the top of that goal and just disappear off into the horizon. And the disappointment that hit the inside of us was like none I've ever experienced before. <laughs> <laughs> but then, also you get seasons. We all get seasons in our lives where, you know, seasons are great. You know, you get good seasons, summer seasons, spring seasons. Everything's colourful, happy, joyful and warm. Then you get autumn and winter scenes and the leaves start falling, everything's dying and it's all cold and that's what seasons in life are like. But have you ever been in a season that it's just gone on and on and on and on? It's not a good season, it's just a season where God is teaching you something and it's just going on and on and on. Or for me, when I first came into the church and I experienced God for the first time, I was so desperate for God to do something incredible on the inside of me so that he could use me for his glory. And I was so desperate for that work to be done so quickly that I thought I was going to lose control because I knew what my dream was and I knew what my desire was and my heart was but I needed God to do a work and God was taking his time. And the reality is that God takes his time. And uh, disappointment for us causes us to pull back So when uh, we experience disappointment, then we just expect to experience that that we've already experienced. We lose focus of the greater things when you receive a disappointment. So we expect to the level of our past experiences. And I don't know if you're like me out there, but uh, I know that we stand here and, you know, we're blessed and we have a great church and we have great people in our church But I feel God is beginning to challenge us now to not get comfortable in this, but to start believing for bigger, to start believing for more people to come in the door, to start believing for a new building to a greater level. Today, I want to lift your thinking. I want to lift the lid off your thinking. I know that the Holy Spirit wants to stir within you a spirit of great expectation, and I want to stir that within you this morning. As I preach this message, I'm going to do my best because it's Kevin's notes. <laughs> but I will. I will do it. But I want to lift the lid in your thinking. Do you know why? Because I think we get comfortable. I think that we leave here on a Sunday, we experience the presence of God, and He stirs within us the dream. And then when we go outside, we're not in the presence of God like we are in worship. In worship, we're not in the same presence of God. So we lose that focus, we lose that level of dreaming. Proverbs 13 verse 12 says this, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes it is the tree of life. So when Brian and I were uh, going out together, we had got engaged and we um, Um, we were needing a furnished flat. Now my family wanted to come down and visit for Christmas and nobody, Katrina, Christine, my other two sisters, didn't have a a spare room in their flat. But my family wanted to come down and I wanted them to come down. And I'm looking at Brian and I and I'm thinking, okay, we're going to get married soon and we don't have anywhere to live. We don't have any furniture. I had rented accommodation the whole time I was in Aberdeen and he had stayed with his parents. We had no furniture or anything. So, I prayed, and I knew it was a huge ask from God, but I prayed, and I said, "God, you know, we need a flat, and not only do we need a flat, but we need a furnished flat, and God knows what I am like i don 't like second hand things i don 't like so I, I wouldn't particularly like to be in furniture that other people have slept in or sat in or whatever and so um My expectation was big, and I laid it down at the feet of God, and I said, God, I can't carry this because I know what we need, and we don't have the money to buy all the furniture, so I just give it to you right now. And I laid it at his feet. Within probably about two weeks, we had heard that there was a flat for sale um, in a part of Aberdeen. So we went to view the flat, and it turned out that it was furnished. It was the show home of a home uh, development that had just been built. We walked into this flat, never been lived in before. The furniture had never been touched. And the lady said, to her, you can buy this flat and we'll give you all the furniture. There is a double bed. There was a single bed. There was couches. There was dining room tables and chairs. There was pajamas on the bed. <laughs> there was dressing gowns. There was slippers. There was everything that we could possibly need was right there. And God provided and I was blown away because I looked at that and I thought that was a huge ask and God did it. Because God is a God of the unexpected. And God loves it when we ask greatly. He loves it when we have a spirit of, of, uh, of believing that he can move suddenly and unexpectedly. So there are things that stop the blessing. There are things like unforgiveness. There are things like dishonour and unrepentance that stop the blessing, the flow of blessing between you and God. If your heart is good before God he can just drop those blessings down upon you. Um, but God is a God of the unexpected and he wants us to ask greatly. So I'm going to take you on a wee bit of a journey and we're going to go to the book of Acts. Um, now I love the book of Acts because in the book of Acts, God consistently reveals himself unexpectedly. When we look at the book of Acts, we hear um, about people speaking in tongues, which was unexpected. The healing of a cripple, which was unexpected. The apostles delivered from prison by an angel, which was completely unexpected. Saul's conversion on the way to kill Christians, completely unexpected. The list goes on and on and on. But one thing that I know is that the first century church learnt the hard way that God is a God of the unexpected. And, uh, you know, can you imagine if you were put into jail for something that you didn't do? And you're in that jail and you're thinking, what on earth is going on here? And suddenly an angel appears. Just imagine this right now. You're in your cell and an angel appears and unlocks the door. And you walk out and unlocks the next door. And you walk out and maybe all the staff are sleeping and you walk right out the front door. That's kind of what happened here in Acts. And you know, if it happened here nowadays, we would be shocked. So what has happened to us as a people that we don't expect God to move in this way anymore? we don't look for it we accept that when people go to jail they're in jail and that's it when people are in a wheelchair and they come for prayer and they're really believing God for a miracle how many of you if you're real stand there and think God might might or might not do it don't know there are so many areas in our lives that we need to lift the lid and let God download faith and expecting for greater things God wants to bless us as a people. He wants his spirit to move within us and all around us. God relies on us to be a people of great expectation so that he can move in great power. To be a people who don't let disappointment or the length of our season ever defer our hope, but that we we expect even greater than what we currently experience. Are you with me this morning? I want you to experience more than you're experiencing right now because God wants it. God wants it. Whatever it is, whatever it is that your bank account says, your health report says, your, the, whatever they say about your children, whatever they say, God is greater yeah. and God has got greater and God wants to bless you. And there are some things even that just need to be finished. There are some things that need to be finished and th- some things that need to start again. So Acts chapter 3 verse 1 to 16, turn there with me if you have your Bible or your iPhone. I am very quickly running out of time. Uh, But I will go through this as quick as I can. Okay. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask for alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took them by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, leaping, walking, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who was begging for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Now, as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us as though by your own power or godliness we made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just and asked for a murderer to be granted to you and killed the Prince of Life, whom God raised from the dead, by which we are witnesses. And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him. Has was has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Now I love this story because here's this man for so many years um, going to the beautiful gate and just begging. And since he was born, um, he has been lame, and he has just been there, and his whole life has been a life of begging. But there are three things in this story that this man does, that Peter does also, that causes the miracle to happen, and for you. If you apply these three things to your life, I know that you are going to see a massive change in your situations and your circumstance and even within the life of the church. And uh, the first thing is that in this story, it says that Peter said, look at me. And fixing their eyes on him with John, they said, look at us. And what Peter did was he took control. He took control of the whole thing and he, he spoke to it. So the first thing that we learn is that we have to take control of our mindsets and the atmosphere around us in order to see change. Change is not going to happen unless you look at where you need to see the change and you take control of that thing. Because at the end of the day, you have authority in your mouth. And so whenever you speak, you grab that thing's attention. Okay, so you take control of your mindset and the atmosphere around you. The second thing Peter said was rise up and walk. And so what he did was he applied faith and he spoke the word. So just for a second, look at your life and think, where do I need to apply faith? Where do I need to speak the word of God over things? Where do I need to see God move? The third thing he did was Peter took him by the right hand, the lame man, and he lifted him up. So there has to be a a physical action as well as a spiritual. So if you're going to believe that God has delivered you from financial burdens, then you need to go out and you need to start speaking like you have financial abundance. You need to start living like you have financial abundance. Now, some people might say, do you know, but if you can't afford to buy something, you shouldn't buy it. Now, let me tell you something. When Brian and I, uh, we went through a season of just kind of struggling a little bit in the area of finance, and we thought, you know what? We're going to buy this thing because we deserve to buy this thing and because it's a spiritual statement that we are not living under a spirit of poverty. And we did, and we went, and you know, for the first two years of buying that thing, we were so blessed. We had actually, on the day that we bought that thing, We had a man come to our door and say to us, we're looking at your gas bill, your payments that you're making. You're paying three times too much than what you should. We want to give you all this back every month. It was quite a big sum of money. He arrived at our door the moment that we stepped out and took that step of faith. Now, I am not saying to you that there were other things that followed over the space of two years. I am not saying to you, go out and spend thousands of pounds. I am not saying that, but start with something start with something to exercise your faith and to see God move so are your expectations to get by in life or are they to receive the fullness of God ask yourself that question for just a minute are, they, are you just getting by or are you in the fullness ask yourself that question I love that um, I was sitting and I, w- I was just thinking about uh, just God and how, what a faithful father he is And I was sitting and and I was saying to God, You know what, God? I really want this thing. And I can't even remember what it was, but I was saying, I really, really want this thing. And God just spoke this word into my spirit that kind of took my attention. And God said to me, Ruth, my desire and my heart is not that you have top of the range, absolutely everything. My desire and my heart is for the lost because we serve on this earth for a small period of time and in this period of time our purpose is to reach the lost and save them from an eternity in hell god gave his son for it that is his priority his priority is the lost it's not god doesn't wake up every no he doesn't wake up every day but he doesn't (laughs) think every day he doesn't think every day do you know you really must have that car or you really must have that designer suit or you really must have an abundantly overflowing bank account. He's not thinking that way. God is thinking there are souls out there that are going to hell and that's where my heart is. And sometimes we need to shift out of I want it all for me. I want all the blessing and reach those ones that are going to spend an eternity in hell because that's where his heart is is this okay yeah. okay so uh, John 1 16 says and of his fullness we have all received and grace for grace so of his fullness we have all received and we have a access God has given us access already Jesus died on the cross we have access to it Right now, here in this room, there is healing. Right now. Right here in this room right now, there is salvation. Right now. Right here in this room, there is deliverance. Right here in this room, there is an abundance of the presence of God that causes everything in our lives to come into line with him. It is here right now. The presence of God is here right now. Jesus is here right now. He walks amongst us all and he's here. We must understand that we have to have that mindset of great expectation. Matthew chapter 9 verse 1 to 3 says, So he got into a boat, crossed over and came to his own city. Then, behold, they, bought, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer, your sins are forgiven you. And at once some of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemes. Now, I find this story really interesting because religion will tell you that. Religion will tell you, the religion will keep the Holy Spirit quiet. Religion will tell you, don't go there. Religion will say to you, rules and regulations, will say to you, don't focus on that because that's just a bit weird. Don't sort of look in that direction because that is actually where your healing is, but it's all a bit weird. You know, when God touches somebody, it's all a bit weird. <laughs> and uh, I've, grown, I've been in churches where it's like that. Women aren't allowed to speak. The Holy Spirit is never mentioned. Let me tell you, the Holy Spirit loves you. The Holy Spirit wants to touch your life. The Holy Spirit wants to move in your world in great power. And he is more than able to give you everything that you require. So God wants you to live a free life. And for some of you, it's your mindsets that you are struggling to let go. And I want to say to you this morning, let them go. Just let them go. Dave Gilpin stood up here one, uh, one year at a conference and he was speaking about worry. And this woman came up to him and said, I worry all the time, I'm such a worrier, I'm such a worrier. And she looked at David and she said, what will I do? And Dave said, stop it. Just stop it. And I want to say to you this morning, let it go. Just let it go. Just let it go. Just let that thing go. Physically see yourself putting it down at the the feet of Jesus and let it go so that God can move for you. Matthew chapter 9. Verse 14. <clears throat> okay, so it says, And when he came to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around them and the scribes disputing with them. Immediately, when he saw them, all the people were greatly amazed and running to him, greeted him. And he asked the scribes, What are you discussing with them? Then one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Then they brought him to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked the father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And how often... And how often he has and often he has thrown himself both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if if you can't do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. So we believe, but then how about our unbelief? We don't know how to expect more than what our eyes have seen. And you know if, if somebody came in here right now, and was dead (laughs) pretty tragic but if somebody came in here and was dead and we all got round that person and that person sat up your mindset would immediately shift it would immediately shift but why wait for the experience before your mindset shifts why wait for that thing to happen before why wait until God moves before you start believing that God can move I want to tell you this morning that what God is saying to us as a church is it's time to lift the lid in your thinking, and it's time to start believing, even although you don't experience. It's time to start knowing that God is God, that he has uh, all power, all authority over everything. We have to start believing it. I love um, when Neil Cameron came through the church. um, He spoke about the law of the lid. And some of you may remember uh, that story. He was talking from the book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell, which is an incredible book. And if you don't have it, I really encourage you to get it. But I'm going to read this to you. And this is an experiment that happened, um, which is just really, really cool. So in an experiment, a scientist placed a number of fleas in a glass jar. They quickly jumped out. He then put the fleas back into the jar and placed a glass lid over the top. The fleas began jumping and hitting the glass lid, falling back down into the jar. After a while, the fleas conditioned to the presence of the glass jar began jumping slightly below the glass lid so not to hit it. The scientists then removed the glass lid as it was no longer needed to keep the fleas in the jar. The fleas had learnt to limit themselves from jumping beyond the height of the lid even if the lid was removed, they had been conditioned to the fact that they cannot cannot jump above the lid, they can't escape that jar. So even fleas were conditioned to their environment. So they, even when the lid was lifted off, still only jumped to the height of the jar. And I want to uh, tell you this morning that leadership ability is the lid that determines a person's person's level of effectiveness. Your leadership ability always determines your effectiveness and the potential impact of your organisation. So your leadership ability, however far you allow yourself to jump, in the area of leadership, in the area of serving in the church, will determine how far you go in your life. It's a fact. It's a complete fact. When Whatever you do, whatever your heart is, whatever your mindset is, if you don't lift the lid and start jumping, do you know that actually sometimes we're asked to do things that we don't even really want to do? And we think, oh and sometimes people say no that's down to them but when we say yes and we do it with a joyful heart that then opens the door that shows a trustworthy heart it shows a servant heart and the next thing opens and the next thing opens I want to encourage you lift the lid off your life and jump higher this is why we should never ever turn down an opportunity in leadership we should never ever serve half-heartedly within the church this is God's house he needs you to serve in it Matthew chapter six, I'm nearly done. What are we on? Five to twelve. Oh my word! Matthew chapter six, verse twenty-five. It says, "Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. It is is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air; for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they?" which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature so why do you worry about clothing consider the lilies of the field how they grow they neither toil nor spin and yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these now if God so clothes the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven will he not much more clothe you O you of little faith so faith makes you worthy to receive Faith makes you worthy to receive what God's got for you because it's faith that moves his heart. It's faith that causes him to move in your behalf. I remember uh, about five years ago walking with Joshua to nursery. No, it wouldn't be five years ago. It must have been to school. And um, we were walking and it was a lovely day and I'm walking along this path and I saw these bushes at the side of the road. And I looked at the bushes and they were laden with berries They were colourful. They were all kinds of colours covered in berries. And God, God said to me, look at how I provide for the birds. They don't stress. They just come down and eat. But look how I provide for the birds. All the abundance of food that they could need was there. For you, all the abundance that you need is there. All you have to do is come forward and eat. All you have to do is come into his presence and enjoy. All you have to do is let it down and enjoy what he's got for you. I am spitting everywhere. (laughs) Matthew chapter 7. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. So I want to encourage you today to be a really great asker. All right, I want to say to you, if we can have somebody on keys, that would be great. I want to say to you that trials, discouragement, heartbreak, grief are all temporary things. But God is your permanent thing. God is that permanent thing. The healer is the permanent thing. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website www.thejunctionchurch.com. God bless.